1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power
0: to do? Mobile
2: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
0: If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their
2: promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023, where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com.
3: That's d r i z l y.com, and get your favorite drinks delivered today.
0: made it. It's New Year's Day. Are we releasing this on New Year's Day?
2: <laughs> no, I think it's New Year's Eve.
0: Well, Tuesday's New Year's Day. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's New Year's Day. <laughs> we made it to the end of the decade. God. We made it through the tens, I think. We're calling them the tens. The teens? Yep. The teens. We made it through the teen years. In a year, the millennium will be old enough to drink. And what do we have to show for it?
2: We're releasing this on New Year's Eve.
0: <laughs> it's New Year's Eve. <laughs> What's up, stoppies? Welcome to Make It Stop.
2: It's New Year's Eve, but we sh- still haven't gotten our shit together.
0: <laughs> it's about to be a brand new decade. Yes, um,
2: we're dangling upon the precipice.
0: Lord only knows what the new decade has to bring in terms of bad music, but uh, it's been quite a showing. Oh yeah, uh, this past decade. And this past year especially. And that's what this episode's all about.
2: It is. It's our retrospective of all things terrible, trashy, unnecessary, disturbing, and wrong in uh, the musical world. And we have plenty of high qual- low quality, terrible quality selections for you this year. We were just saying off mic that this might be the worst year yet for music on this show that we've reviewed.
0: Yeah, on this show at least, you know, I I really had to cram um, to put this list together. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, Heather edits every episode of the show. Um, and I do. to show my appreciation for all the hard work she does, I take it upon myself every year to listen to as many terrible albums of that year as possible so I can put this list together. And it was uh, not only did I put that list together in the shortest amount of time as I ever have, <laughs> just because I, I was just putting it off for way too long, but I, I did cram just as many albums as I had the past two years of this podcast, but I did it in the span of about four days. Ooh. And I'm t- I'm telling you, like I listened nonstop, nonstop. I, I woke up in the morning, uh, I left my house, I put my earbuds in, I took the train to work, on the train, at work, on the train home from work, and then as I got home just nonstop bad music and i really think without a doubt 2019 way worse than 2018 way worse than 2017 this is a, a serious a banner a serious year. list the things uh,
2: we do for hate um, and and attention so, i do thank you for that mike How I'm, do,
0: I'm still recovering
2: yeah i was about to say like what was the hangover like from 4 days of of just assaulting yourself with audio excrement
0: well first of all i will say i don't think it's good for your ears to have earbuds in for that length of time no like i you know uh physical problems aside (laughs) uh yeah it's just it's just a bummer to know you know it's not just like it's not just that i have to listen to them the the songs but like i have to pick the worst song
2: on the worst on the albums
0: so once i realize that one of the ones i'm listening to is a contender That it's it's worse than you know at least one of the ten albums I'd listened to previously. I realized I had to listen the whole thing to find the worst song.
2: How many of those were just on the edge? What were the ones that were really almost there but didn't quite make it?
0: Oh, there were a bunch. Ninety-three punks, Vic Mensa's uh, punk rap project. Yeah. That one was pretty friggin' bad. Does
2: that just sound like the transplants or something, or are they?
0: uh they wish. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it like Travis Barker and fucking
0: and Joel Madden? Oh and Vic Mensa. no. Yeah, and I mean, like, look. I mean, he his whole thesis on it is that, like, yes, like hip hop and punk are intertwined. Like they're the same. He says hip hop and I... punk are the same thing. Kind of agree. but And I agree, too. But, you know, you don't have to just do a good Charlotte album with rapping on it for that to be the case. You don't need to make... Just
2: don't do a good Charlotte album. You don't just, need to make let's Rebirth... Let's leave that out of here.
0: Rebirth 2.0. can no, be, no. You can be Death Grips. You can be JPEG Mafia. You know, like, there's a lot of ways... You can't
2: be Death Grips, good Charlotte. But, you know, no, <laughs> you can <could> pretend. <laughs> what I'm
0: saying is, like, you can express that dichotomy better
2: through any yeah
0: what else was bad
2: well we we debated between uh for our for our number 10 spot so yeah. there was uh Lil pump just got edged out by our number 10 artist that we'll discuss very soon but uh Lil pump squeaked on by because he had a kind of a, a fun song with Lil Wayne yeah <laughs> and we love Lil Wayne <laughs> uh
0: Weezer didn't make the top 10 this year, although they were very close. The Black album's really bad. The Teal album's also really bad.
2: They came out with two albums this year?
0: Yeah, well, one of them was a cover album.
2: Fuck you, Weezer.
0: And actually, I made I made Ugh. a decision. I think the, the Teal album, the cover album's worse than the Black album. But I made a decision I don't want to put cover albums on here. And that is how Morrissey avoided making the cut.
2: Oh, yeah. Tell me about Morrissey. Bring me into that. Well, Morrissey. Nightmare.
0: Morrissey, like, he did this album of all covers. And, like, I was listening to it not necessarily realizing it was all covers at first. And he did Only a Pawn in Their Game by Bob Dylan, which is, like, about racism. And it's, like,
2: how... He's d- a racist. Yeah, it's, like, how he... dare you... Oh, my God. I hate And it's Morrissey. also a song
0: from the 60s, so, like, he's, you know, he has the words, like, Negro in it and stuff, so, like...
2: Oh! Oh, he just was, he was waiting to flex on him. He was yeah. just like desperate to have some sort of context in which he could say, you know, some version of the N word. Not like he's afraid of fucking, you know, offending people, because who even, who defends this guy at this point?
0: Yeah. No, I'm not even, I mean, actually, you know what, there are virulent, is that how you pronounce that word? Sure. Virulent, 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 virulent. virulent what, what are the above? Moz fans out there who will go to bat form no matter what. Like they're like life oh,
2: so racist, you mean? Yeah, well, they're <laughs> oh, okay.
0: all, I'm pretty sure they're all boomers. You oh, know, okay, just based on White. the way they type.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Liam Payne's album was really bad. Uh, pop artist Liam Is he from Payne?
2: Uh, One Direction? Some
0: uh, other...
2: I don't I even think know. I think he is. Yeah, Listen, I, I work think with kids, so I remember 2011.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was in One Direction. Yeah. yeah, His solo album is fucking trash.
2: Didn't the other one from One Direction come out? Harry,
0: Harry Styles.
2: Came out with one this year.
0: I always thought Harry Styles was that guy from Ain't It Cool News who got canceled for rape.
2: Nope.
0: <laughs> the guy who like...
2: <laughs> no! <laughs>
0: It's something Styles. I think his name is also Harry okay, Styles. Okay, well Harry
2: Styles is a very famous member of One Direction and came out with an album, but I'm sure it was fine.
0: And I think it was just sexual harassment. Just sexual harassment. What am I saying? <laughs> it was sexual harassment. Christ.
2: Uh, which it's, if it Morrissey's just saying Negro. <laughs> God, now I said it. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: fucked. Yeah, cut that audio out just by itself and
2: <laughs> No, this is a content stop use crave. Um uh,
0: but yeah, there was a lot. It was hard to narrow it down. Oh, well, it wasn't that hard to narrow it down because I think the ones I picked like really stood out.
2: They're egregious. Yeah, they're very, very egregious. But with the exception of the ten spot, which again. It- could have maybe gone either way, but I, I pushed hard for our choice.
0: Yeah. Um, Which I think you made the right choice, I think so,
2: too. Because in it, the end. it just, oof, it angers the blood. So we were going to talk a little bit about our 2019s and do some retrospection. Is that a word? I don't know. Introspection is, so probably.
0: I, it has to be a word. I'm sure it's a
2: word. Um, Stop these
0: tweet at us. Is that
2: a word? <laughs> and also, like, maybe, like, good things that happened. Like, the world is still a nightmare. Y'all, please go out and fucking, if you live in the United States, please Please vote for Bernie Sanders. Please, yeah, yeah. please let him. Oh my God! We're
0: explicitly endorsing Bernie we Sanders. We are absolutely on show, just. just so you know. our, we are that kind of show. Uh, our
2: opinion uh, really matters and tipping the scales. But please vote for Bernie Sanders. Please,
0: and please don't vote for Pete Buttigieg.
2: Oh God! Why do you do this the to guy's us? A, he's a he's snake. fake gay.
0: He's, he's gay for the clout. He's
2: gay for the clout. I don't care if he's gay. Anyone can be gay these days. He sucks.
0: He's gay for the clout. He's a troop for the clout. He worked for McKinsey. He privatized the Postal Service. He's a snake. He's trash. He's a piece of shit.
2: This is what you tune in for, right, guys? Yeah. Okay. And we're endorsing Bernie Sanders. Please, for the love of
0: God. Full-throated endorsement.
2: allow Donald Trump to win this fucking
0: election again. I'm trying to steal myself for it because- Mike Dunn,
2: I, Mike Dunn was the first one to call it in our friend group, man. It, it was a big- Brutal thing. We fought viciously over it. I, I, Mike Dunn called it so early that Donald Trump was going to win the 2016 election. Yeah, I did just didn't want to believe it. I couldn't believe it, and I just, oh.
0: I was, I was looking at the comment sections, please. and I was like, "There's a groundswell here. Something's going to happen." I will say, I'm looking at the comment sections now, and it's a different. You know, I, I, I do think there's, you know, I'm just obviously seeing those same Trump voices, but you know, there is a little bit more. People are fighting back in the posting wars. Okay. Um okay. but I do okay. think that, you know, the UK election uh does not oh, bode well not for great. how ours is going to turn out. Not great. But anyway, Race- good things about 2019. Good things.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um well, I mean, I think we yeah, we have to at least name the fact that we still live in a in a, in a nightmare a dystopia um of our own design um that we perpetuate. But um besides that, yeah, good things from this year.
0: Sure. Uh we got picked up by the Pantheon <gasps> Podcast Network. That
2: was huge.
0: Yeah, that was great. That we was such a
2: big deal. We love
0: our Pantheon family. Our
2: Pantheon fam, so many great podcasts. It makes us seem so official and like real and cool. I would say our podcast got a lot better in, in twenty nineteen.
0: I think so too. Yeah, we're on a, we're on a roll.
2: Yeah, we kind of learned how to like you know position the mics and.
0: Oh yeah, audio audio quality wise, way up. yeah for sure. Also,
2: great guests, really fun guests. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've always had great guests, but it it was an especially excellent year.
0: I've been having um, a great time.
2: Uh as of this printing or as of this uh, episode uh release this will probably already have been printed but we just had a phone call with the uh, Chicago Tribune who actually asked our opinion on uh music because they found our Chance the Rapper episode and they're doing an article about his uh album flopping that's crazy that's fucking awesome
0: yep it's official 2020 year of the stoppy
2: year of the stoppy and it's all thanks to you yep so and it's, and especially all of you in India who continue to download this little dicky episode, please. If any of you are listening to this, if any Indian stoppies, please let us know why. Why?
0: <laughs> if we made any money off this, you you would be paying our bills.
2: Yes, thank you. <laughs> We're gonna get those dick pill ads one of these days. One of these Mike, days. One that's of these days. that's my
0: resolution for 2020. Me dick pill too.
2: Ads. Dick pill ads.
0: I got a cat this year. Oh yeah. Me and my partner live. We got a, a beautiful kitty cat, Carmella. Shara Carmella. The the beautiful infant Carmella
2: yeah um blow had their very first ring show we learned how to wrestle in a wrestling ring that was really cool we sold it out like weeks in advance it was a pretty fucking big deal i got
0: i got really good at smash ultimate um yeah that's an accomplishment i guess hit me up if you want my friend code i'll 1v1 you (laughs) gladly take on my toon link or my duck hunt
2: i continued to have a cat (laughs) (laughs) she's a really good cat shout out to Tallulah. just don't want her to feel left out um, yeah, we had fun. It was a good, it was a good year. Again, it seems to like coincide with the. It's like a completely inverse relationship between the state of the uh, of the country and the world, and then the state of my life overall. So sorry, America. Yeah, sorry,
0: we just keep winning. <laughs> we
2: just keep winning. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm due. laughs> Dick pill ads. All right that's 2019 music. Oh, I wanted to ask what was your favorite music of 2019 and I finally 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 listened to I think my definitely my favorite album of this year but maybe one of my favorite albums like ever, which is FK Twigs Magdalene. Oh my
0: god, it's so fucking it's good. It's so
2: good. It's the closest I'll ever get to seeing Kate Bush in concert. Like that was one of my definitely one of my favorite albums. Yeah, mine too. Year. I think
0: that was my favorite album of 2020. 2019. What but, were
2: your other faves? Uh,
0: I really liked Black Midi, Schlagenheim. That album uh, fucking slays. They're keeping noise rock alive, and they're revitalizing it with their youthful energy. These guys, if you Google them, they look like fucking children. I'm so jealous of their talent uh, at this to be at this level at like 19 years old. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, I listen to that album a lot. Uh, Lightning Bolt, I think, released their best album of their career, which is incredible given how long they've been doing it. Sonic Citadel uh, is great. The production is very crisp. Uh, I, I love that they're, you know, they're actually they're not recording uh, basically just like a live set anymore. Like they're actually, you know, putting in work with the production. It really it does it suits them. Uh, what else did I like? Uh, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib, Bandana, that's just a great coke, ra- coke rap album. Uh, one of the greats <laughs> of all time, I think. Uh, not quite as good as Pinata, but still very good. Titanic Rising by Wise Blood. Um, if you haven't checked that out, Heather, I think you would really dig that. Cool. It's like some really tight, like, Baroque pop. Almost like Carpenters-esque. Ooh, interesting.
2: Yeah, I my whole year was, like, really fucking flagrantly sexual, like, feminist rap that was all that was like everything i listened to this year basically like i loved megan the stallion fever is a great album i everything that she put out this year was excellent lizzo because i love you which is not you know necessarily hip-hop but just an incredible yeah i mean i've loved lizzo for a while and um you know i think all of her albums are great to be honest um and very different and this one was it was her not her swan song
0: no she's Uh, like her magnum opus her
2: yeah sure that it was a great album and you know what I recently this isn't I probably album of the year but I'm really into Doja Cat, really been into Doja Cat.
0: I'm not familiar with it. What's Doja
2: Cat? Um she's just uh, really like again flagrantly sexual that, she does that song Juicy.
0: I don't know if it is on, on the from radio on
2: the the back 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 that's why you have all these like artists that I've never even heard of on your list and <laughs> I'm like fuck I just listen to <laughs> I listen to the radio
0: I'm just you look I'm on rate your music and what spotify like,
2: tells me I want to listen to which is often correct
0: <laughs> I'm on rate your music religiously I go on there to find the bad albums for this show and then I go on that there to find sense. the good albums so that I can listen to good music for once yeah you know I I I have to enrich myself that way because yeah. if I was only listening to, Albums for the show, I would fucking lose my mind.
2: Yeah, I mean that's another. I can't depend on Spotify because let me tell you, my Spotify Wrapped is fucked.
0: Oh, big time! (laughs) It
2: actually said (laughs) my favorite artist of of the decade was Chance the Rapper (laughs) 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 because I listened to him so much back when I joined Spotify, and I listened to him so much when I had to. Any little bit is too much, but I listened to him this year, obviously for for our episode about him which uh, sorry not the uh, 2019 not the year for uh, for my dude Chance around. Not Chance's year. Not Chance's year. Just canceled his huge countrywide tour it said it was cuz it was cuz
0: it was <laughs> his yeah. wife and kids. Maybe we'll get into that later. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll
2: maybe. see. Maybe. We'll, well, should we? Is that a good opportunity a good segue oh because we're professionals that are in newspapers
0: yeah let's not waste uh the stoppie's time with. i mean we've already we've
2: definitely wasted a good amount
0: of it all All right we're not going to make you wait any longer let's get into this it's the 10 worst songs from the 10 worst albums of 2019 (laughs) Uh, so again this is number this is the 10th worst uh this was heather's veto pick Vetoing yeah. a little pump. She said, we have to put this in. Uh, on giving the album another listen, I had to agree. Yeah. So number 10 here is Closed on Sunday by Kanye West from the album
3: Jesus, Jesus is, is King. Jesus King. Closed on Sunday. You my Chick-fil-A. Hold the selfies. Put the gram away. Get your family. Y'all hold hands and pray. When you get daughters always keep them safe watch out for vipers don't let them indoctrinate close on sunday you my chick for all
2: right all right all right fuck fuck that fuck mm-hmm. that kanye West. um let's just take that fucking that little verse apart like what the fuck who the fuck gave you Oh, I'm sorry. It was bipolar disorder. Bipolar disorder gave you the idea <laughs> that, y- that you are the correct fucking person to be perched upon the mountaintop, dropping such fucking glimmering diamonds as fucking closed on Sunday. You're my Chick-fil-A. Let's just talk about that. What's What the fuck? What the fuck?
0: <laughs> so it's a double entendre. Like, um, she's oh, yeah. his chick, uh, but- She's a piece of meat Yeah, but-
2: that he loves, presumably, or eats. Or is he talking about Jesus? He's talking about, oh, the flesh, the flesh of God. All right. What he's saying is closed on Sunday. You're my Chick-fil-A. You You
0: are my number one with a lemonade.
2: How do you show you're a God-fearing man? You make the entire conceit of your song centered around a for-profit gay-hating chicken shack that you find in almost-dead malls and cities that might as well be dead malls. Like, I... That... In and of itself is just I it was infuriated by this song and also this album, which is trash and we will probably discuss at some point.
0: Yeah, well I think uh this album it was like the big day if his if Chance's wife was Jesus. Like, um, not just, you know, because of the sanctimony and everything, but also because I don't really you don't if if he really is this born again now, if he is devoting his life to Christ, he and says
1: he's, nothing o- about he's, Christ. he's
0: only going to make gospel music from now on. He's not going to make secular music anymore. And he's not going to curse oh anymore. He said all this stuff.
2: You know, I don't I don't really He's dressing Kim in like 17 layers before she goes outside all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that? Those pictures of her and she's just wearing these like tents. She's like miserable looking. <laughs> like
0: oh my god. But if you you know, if you're going to go that route, if this is truly where your life has taken you, you know, I think there's more to be said about your personal faith than uh, fucking closed on Sunday. You're my Chick-fil-A. I think there's more to be. I think you can dig a little bit deeper. And that's why I think it uh, just like the Chance album, it rings hollow. I I don't believe him. I don't believe him. I I feel like this is just some other another weird stunt in a long line of fucking weird unhinged stunts. Yeah. And I guarantee within the next two albums he's gonna go back to be talking about running through 800 pussies over the course of two weeks you know
2: of course yeah god is to kanye what wife is to chance He protests too much, and he saith too little. It's nothing. There's nothing here. He talks about put the gram away. Are you fucking kidding me? The hypocrisy of talking about putting the gram away when your wife basically lives inside the smartphone fucking slurry that all of us are mindlessly force-fed every day? She just is the algorithm. She is the algorithm, dude, and you know that she's only famous because of that. And honestly, the only reason, like, Kanye was a brilliant producer and made some amazing, incredible music, some brilliant fucking music. And also some very alienating music, and also some very frustrating music. And this is the pinnacle of his self-satisfaction, his, his hollow, very hollow, I think masking a very deep insecurity. This, this smug, you know, smarmy satisfaction about being holier than thou, about, uh, you know... Uh, Being against, uh, he also is fucking out of his mind politically, like getting up and talking about how, you know, pro-lifers just want to kill black babies and that it's a genocide against black people and, you know, supporting Donald Trump. Supporting Donald Trump.
0: Yeah. How about the The least
2: motherfucking Christian? Ugh.
0: How about the line, no more living for the culture, we nobody's slave. Ugh. Like, engaging in black culture is slavery. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's been his whole thing. He lost his fucking mind. I just don't know. Like, where do you go from here, Kanye? This shit is trash. This shit, it, it makes me so mad, and that's why I had to include it.
0: Well, I'll say, I don't care where he goes from here. For yeah. the first time in my life. You know, I've been following Kanye since the college dropout, and... Uh, I've always, you know, there, it's all you've always had to take the good yeah. with the bad. He's always had his, his public incidents and, right. you know, the, the various uh, snafus and scandals he's been involved in. And he's always come off as kind of a fucking dickhead. But, he is a
2: dickhead. Uh, uh, massive dickhead. Yeah,
0: but you always, I what always about- kind of took that, you know, take the good with the bad, and I'm like, you know what, at least he's still, he's making quality music. You can't deny the quality of the music. Last couple albums before this, he really started to wane yeah. Um, but it wasn't bad enough to make the end-of-year list. You know, Ye and Pablo, there were some gems. There were some moments. Um, but now, like, you know, I could see him starting to slip mentally He's... and talent-wise. And he drops this album, which is, like, 24 minutes long. And has an, a has...
2: movie to go with it. And starts fucking doing all these fucking Sunday services where he fashions himself as some sort of fucking, like, messiah. yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's like beyond some Jared Leto shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but so you get all that, you get all that like bullshit. And then what you get musically is like the least inspired beats he's ever made. I think this is probably one of the better beats on the album, and it's just like it's nothing, an acoustic guitar sample, it's with nothing, no drums. and just these like surface level praise lyrics that you would expect from like you know the house band on Jerry Falwell's. But fucking still, show.
2: nothing, right? Exactly, but still nothing about really what Christianity has taught him. Nothing about humility. No. He,
0: he, nothing I, personal. It's just <laughs> he's just preaching.
2: There's no humility that. Is the antithesis of like Jesus's teachings you know what I mean like if you're gonna go there my dude which that's the thing he's using it as a fucking crutch as you know Donald Trump uses it every day you know to be able to peddle racism to a to a frothing evangelical audience who's like yeah we'll believe you know anything you say because yeah. you say that you're a Christian like and also we're racist but you know it's
0: and it's working you know he's starting to working. get cosigns from the it's right so fucked up and uh, you know it's very similar to uh, Louis C.K. you know um. Co- Oh coming God. out of his exile to start doing shows for fucking chuds, where he does jokes about snowflakes. You know, it's just he's it's just a pivot. It's it's just a a transparent pivot to the next revenue stream.
2: Right, and that's the thing is like like I do think with Kanye, I think a lot of it does have to do with mental illness, and he's been up you know out up front about not
0: taking bi- his meds,
2: not taking his medication, and having bipolar disorder. Which you know, hey, that will really you up, Like it can really, really fuck you up and it can really fuck up your sense of self and relationship to others. But I think what's so frustrating about all of this is that he has such a platform, you know, he has such uh, power in the society because of the gram that he now all of a sudden wants us to put away, but not really because he desperately wants us to talk about him. You know what I mean? Like he has like an opportunity to like people do fucking listen to him still and that makes me so upset yeah especially with the shit he's fucking saying now
0: it's waning you know for the first time you're you're starting to see you know he's talking about converting people to christianity i'm starting to see fucking kanye stands convert to uh fucking reality
2: yeah thank you yes (laughs) yes that's true and 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 it's a shame and you can still be like yep you know college dropout was great but listen we're not this isn't this isn't that this is so far from that and then you musically like as you said like the beats are terrible like the lyrics are fucking so awful and then the song like there's no like hook there's no build-up there's no crescendo you it sounds like you know from the beginning that we played to you those couple seconds or whatever that it's going somewhere that it's gonna end up some you know at some point and there's gonna be a break and a you know and then the rest of the song will start you know what i mean yeah that that song never starts. No,
0: he's on cruise control the whole album.
2: And it's 27 minutes long! Yeah. Does that make it better or worse than Chance? Well, we'll find out. Better. <laughs> yeah, better. Better. As you know on this show, we are pretty consistent about giving points for brevity. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: If it's bad music, we'd rather not listen to a lot of it.
0: <laughs> That's the probably the one saving grace of the album is that it ends yeah. quickly.
2: Yeah. Um, that
0: and uh, the Kenny G uh, sax solo <laughs> is pretty sweet.
2: Uh <laughs> Um, Let's move on to the the next song. All right. Which is (laughs) so dumb.
0: Yeah. So dumb. So number nine on our list is Sugar Ray with the song Good Good Lovin' (laughs) (laughs) off of Little Yachty track three.
2: It's called Lil Yachty.
0: The album is called Little Yachty, yes.
2: Like yacht rock, like, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. Let me give you this good, good loving. Give me the word,
3: girl, tell me something. Give me the world, won't ask
1: for nothing. Let me show you how much I really care. So come and
3: get this good, good loving. Give me the word, girl, don't stop running. Give
1: this
2: is a soundtrack to a Disney Resort cruise sexual assault.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think I was going there, did you?
0: No, you, uh, the, you li- <laughs> zigged when I thought you were going to zag.
2: <laughs> One of those, like, Listeria outbreak uh, cruises... Where like the creepy like bartender follows you back to your your room, um, which is on the, there. It is on the on the ship,
0: mm-hmm. on the little yachty. Don't
2: walk away from me. Give me some of that good good loving. Don't run away. Please don't run.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I just like picture. You know, we we're both Big Brother fans. You know, oh, yeah. we know what Mark McGrath looks like these days. And oh. I just I just see his Listen. pasty, hasty liver lipped. Plastic surgery face yeah. just trying to score at the fucking uh, boathouse bar, <laughs> you know, like. And, uh, yeah, it's not a good look.
2: It's like, I feel like they looked at Weezer and were like, well, they're still doing it, so, like, why aren't we? Which kind of, like, I, I feels like kind of makes sense to me, because, like, people are still buying that shit but I imagine not a lot of people were buying this shit, were they?
0: No, and that's yeah, that's the the crazy thing is that, like, you know, I was there, I remember when Sugar Ray became this. I was there for that moment,
2: yeah, I remember my like they were originally a punk band, which was, yeah. a lot of people don't know, but my dad, I think his punk band played a show with Sugar Ray back when they were a punk band. They were in, a <laughs> in har- the early eighty or early nineties
0: yeah, they were like a hard rock band. they were like um. They were in that mo- that Robin Williams movie where he finds out he has, like, a son that he never knew about, and he tries to connect with him, uh, and his son is, like, obsessed with Sugar Ray, and they go to a Sugar Ray show, and that was when they were still, like, hard rock. <laughs> that was
2: pre-Fly. Yeah, so what happened is yeah.
0: they came out in, I believe, 97 or 98 yeah. with an album called Floored, and it was 12 songs of, yeah. like, California hard rock about, like, of like lit. meth and, like, sleazy sex. Yeah. And there was one song on the album called fly uh which you all know yeah it was their first big hit that was a song that they recorded like it was supposed to be like for a side project but interscope heard it and they were like that's going on the album that's a fucking smashy and it was and from that moment on they completely sold out they started releasing only caribbean vaguely caribbean tinged Soft rock,
2: like white white girl on that Disney cruise that like you know is dropped off in the Bahamas for eight hours and uses three of them to get fucking cornrows, like that kind of that <laughs> kind of Caribbean. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, not not no nothing authentic for sure. <laughs> Although they did have Superfly doing some scuba boppy de you know, like oh, yeah. uh, you know, probably uh, not that, but. Yeah. I mean he, he was kind of he was doing a Are little bit of about- scatman Carruthers type shit From on that Fly? song. Yeah. <laughs> he does. might literally say skipdy-bop. <laughs> uh but yeah, it was off to the races after that. And somehow now in their complete irrelevance, when they should be able to do whatever the fuck they want, uh you know, because fuck it, they just double down and become like even more vapid and terrible. Yeah. You know, it's it's just more right? just they've just they're more toothless. They have lost all of their teeth, literally and figuratively. Uh, and it's... and they
2: didn't have a Pinkerton.
0: <laughs> they never had a Pinkerton. They, ne- they had, they did have a lemonade and brownies, but it was not a Pinkerton.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wow. What? Well, look at Mike Dunn with the sugar ray knowledge. I like
0: sugar ray. Okay.
2: Put your arms around me, baby. Put your arms around me, baby. Actually, when you think about it, that song also sounds like a fucking Disney cruise line song. and it's it's catchy though. Yeah. I'll give it that. This song, I I wrote that it is, uh, it is now unseated. Shaggy and Sting as the least essential pseudo reggae music ever recorded. <laughs> it definitely made me. It gave me those vibes. But like that one, I thought was kind of like funny. This is just, ugh, it's joyless. It's airless. It's
0: and the fucking stupid. The whole album's like this too, and it's so um, pitch corrected and like. That was at least one thing about Sugar Ray, I think, even though they've always been kind of a joke and... and... A
2: tribal tattoo on the music industry. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or like, not even a tribal tattoo, like a palm tree t- uh, oh, trance yeah. stamp. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They at least like had good harmonies and they've all lost their ability to sing at this point. Yeah. So it's just... It's... They've been
2: hitting their drink tickets hard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I don't want to say it's a shame because I don't know what I expected. No. But you'd think if Sugar Ray in 2019 wanted to, you know, if, if for whatever reason they feel like they still need to make music, they still need to keep their name out there.
2: See, that's where you go wrong. <laughs> that first sentence, that first part of the sentence is just you, you they don't have anything that they should be making music about. But go on. Yeah, no, I'm saying, but, it, you know. Go back to your roots, man. Make a make another. Meme oh my machine. God! Nobody would care, and nobody would give a shit. Nobody cares. They're old. Nobody cares either way. That's what I'm saying. So they, they, have they nothing know
0: nothing to lose. Why would they? Why would they go so safe? Are they
2: oh because probably some like sad people are buying this album in the year of our Lord. T- I don't 2019. believe it. I don't believe look it. A up. Single look Single solitary. Look up. Sol- I'm it. sure some people bought it. I'm sure it. I'm sure it's playing. You know, in a midwestern like dentist's office somewhere. You know what I mean? Like it. it a few Few of them, I think. Like, they, yeah, if they tried to make like a cool album with good music, like it, literally nobody would give a shit. Um, and this is what made them famous. So why would they go back on it? It's just like realizing that they're you know fifty and plus and still doing the same fucking thing, and it's still garbage. It's it's just like you know it's it's Weezer making a reggae album or something.
0: This album does not even have a Wikipedia page for me to look up. The
2: sales <laughs> okay, so I probably probably not great. <laughs>
0: all right. So the, first of all, this is their first album in ten years. This is their oh, comeback. No. And second of all, I cannot even find. <laughs> there's, I searched Little little Yachty Billboard, and there's, there's just nothing. There's nothing. But clearly, Mark McGrath went on Celebrity Big Brother, and he said, okay. all right, I'm back, baby.
2: Yeah, all I can find is that it. Happened <laughs> and and like that, some people reported on it at one point. Oh, yeah, Bustle wrote an article. Sugar Ray is back with a new album, and it's all thanks to Celebrity Big Brother. So, there you go, <laughs> there you go. That's the only reason, and it's just trash. And then Vice had an article you'll have to pry the microphone from Mark McGrath's cold, dead hands. <laughs>
0: uh, well, I see here that they have not been on the Hot 100 since 2001. So, all right, well... Yeah, they're not doing great. So, you know what, Sugar Ray? If you really want to be back, fucking just go nuts. Just, like, show us a little... Give me give me something else other than that good, good Levin. I don't want it. Nobody wants it.
2: <laughs> Take it back. All right, next?
0: Yeah. What is next? Next, uh. we got... Ooh. Heavy metal novelty act, Steel Panther, from their new album, Heavy Metal Rules. This is track eight. Sneaky little bitch.
1: <laughs> Brush.
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. So these guys have been doing this for a long time. I
2: know. That's what I tried to figure out. Because I was like, were they like the darkness where they were trying to do something cute for a minute? But then the darkness, I believe in a thing called love was delightful.
0: Yeah. And like and it was also, that was it for the darkness.
2: And that was it. And that yeah, that was the end. But um, this, yeah, I was assuming that it was like a, a modern day, like oh, so retro and kitschy, like, you know, nostalgia, jizz, But
0: so, I mean, yeah, they haven't been doing it since Hair Metal's heyday. They are like. Old. They're like fifty something years old. Their
2: first album came out in like two thousand one or something.
0: Yeah. And they did like they followed like the trajectory of the hair metal bands where, you know, they started out on the Sunset Strip and, you know, played the Rainbow Room and the the fucking Viper Pit or whatever or you know, all those clubs that all the hair metal bands played in the eighties and you know they In the
2: two thousands. They clearly
0: love hair metal, but my read is that they realized that in two thousand one and onward they wouldn't get noticed just being a straightforward hair metal band. So, like, they realized that they had to pivot into parody.
2: Yeah, but it still took them 20 fucking years to, like, have this gimmick pay off. Like, it seems so fucking weird. I like, don't
0: know that it's paying off more now than it did then. Don't I mean, they I think, have
2: more, like, I mean, I think this has been the year that they have had more not- notoriety of some kind. But maybe just because this is bad.
0: Yeah, I th- well, I think it's, yeah, because it's, it's, it's somehow they're... Their worst album out of a slew of bad albums yeah because the thing is like their version of parody is just misogyny it's just straight, yeah. straight misogyny like the thing hair metal is already sort of a parody of itself you don't really need right. to you don't really need to do much you know to fuck with it too much to have it be funny it's already kind of funny yeah but you know what what the only like lane they could figure out was to just amp up the misogyny to 11. Stop, final (laughs) tap, stop. And then on this song, too, they they amp up the racism a little bit, too. Oh. Did you catch the line? uh, No. In the morning, said you didn't fuck him, but I think I know. The kid we got at home has a big afro, same color as your ex, Lamangelo.
2: Oh yeah, that's about Lebron. Yeah, how that's like a really fucked up racist, or yeah, urban legend that like is spread around as uh, to make fun of uh, of black names, black people's names. Yeah, Yeah. black names. That
0: you know, oh, I you know, this is. or from Ladasha, racist-
2: yeah, it's a horrible, horrible racist meme that's been circulating. Since, your racist uh, aunt, who's like,
0: I work with a nurse, and she told me that these kids came in and they were named Lamangelo and Arangello. Or- Just like everybody
2: has met uh, Joey McIntyre, <laughs>
1: <laughs> everyone
2: in Boston has met Joey McIntyre, and uh, everyone in Boston also has repeated that terrible racist meme. Uh, every white
0: person, rather, so. yeah. But there's so much that you can parody. With hair metal, like, I feel like, I right. mean, you know, the darkness did That's what I was
2: thinking about, you know. More effectively. And they, but they were good musicians, and it, it was a good song. It was catchy. It was, I actually remember listening to that album. Actually, I have, that was, I believe, one of my first ever, like, music critic, like, columns in, like, the school newspaper was, like, my review of that album. And it was fun. It was lighthearted. It was, you know, and it was well Perform like the music was good, even though it was like totally doing like Rush, like kind of making fun of prog rock, and I guess you know hair metal to an extent. They had all the ridiculous outfits and everything, and it, and it kind of was a gimmick, but at least they had the music to back it up.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't just you're a slut, you're a bitch.
2: Right, or... that's what I'm saying. It was, it was like, yeah, it was joyful, it was fun, it was like silly, but it wasn't just shamelessly misogynistic.
0: And I should stress that that's like, you know, seven out of ten songs in this album is just. Yeah that it's just slut shaming.
2: Yeah, all the guys that you bone and I can see through your phone cuz I'm a controlling asshole that's shaming you and calling you a slut. I, yeah, there's nothing to like. Nothing to like about that is there.
0: <laughs> no. All the <laughs> anal pics you took from my private jacker book, I've been posting them tonight to your church's new website.
2: What the fuck, dude? Are just, we twelve? Dickhead, you're just a dickhead. Are we twelve in two thousand? <laughs> sir, you're
0: fifty-two years old.
2: Yeah, dude, you've been peddling this bullshit for twenty fucking years. Isn't it time to like hang it up?
0: and you know I mean that's the whole thing with metal and metal heads is that they're edgy they're, their whole culture is supposed to be like you know anti-PC we don't care about this stuff that's you fucking know.
2: boring um
0: but I, I feel like be smarter I feel like even those guys are like at this you know I was reading some reviews from like metal you know websites and even they're like yeah we're kind of fed up with this at this point
2: yeah dude cause we know better just be more creative be more clever like that's the laziest way to make a joke and that's the whole thing is that this whole shit it feels like nobody's having fun here like I don't feel like those guys like are like super stoked about it like there's not a lot of energy in even though they're like pumping up the ridiculousness you know yeah it's 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 flaccid as fuck I hate it it's surprising that it didn't make it in the 2000s because it saying stupid shit like wish I could give you herpes more than once like that would have that would have really taken off but maybe that was before they did the hardcore parody
0: No, they always did. I just don't think there's, you know, it's derivative music. I mean, even just the main riff itself, the. (laughs) That's just Dancing Days by Led Zeppelin. Yes,
2: that's exactly. Oh my God. I was like, I know this is the intro to a Led Zeppelin song, but just which one? Thanks, Mike. So,
0: yeah, so they're misogynist, they're unoriginal, and the the solos aren't even good.
2: And it's hair metal. Yeah. Done. (laughs) Next.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this next one's fun.
2: (laughs) Oh, is it? Is it fun? (laughs) I had a lot of not fun listening to this (laughs) fucking 15, I'm sorry, wait, yeah, 15 minutes and six second long song.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, so this is... um, A Nightmare. Day in America by Sun Kill Moon from the album I Also Want to Die in New Orleans, track two. (laughs)
3: Those kids off the planet, they spend the rest of their lives without their legs and arms. The Republicans believe in their right to bear arms. No matter the rising death toll and the amount of harm it causes to innocent people, they have the right to bear arms. And honestly, from that point on, we picked up our energy. I got three musicians out here from New York, and we're here to play music, and we're on the clock. So, so
2: All right. I'm on the clock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you heard that right. That is a 15-minute long song.
2: That sounds like that.
0: On an album of multiple 12-plus-minute long songs.
2: Jesus Christ, my God. So
0: do you know about Sun, Kill, Moon? Do you know anything I don't know anything
2: guy? about this shit, All no. Right.
0: So his name is Mark Kozalek. Um, in the '90s, he was in a a, a well-regarded slowcore band called Red House Painters. Um, slowcore is a, a subgenre of indie rock that is very slow and melancholy. I'm not particularly into it; it's too slow. Does it sound me. like that? Uh, at, musically, you know, yeah, it's it's acoustic. It's a lot of acoustic guitar I hate it. and. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: or like a weird violin that's out of tune.
0: <laughs> it sounds better than this. It's, okay. it's not for me, but it is like, it's good music. You know, bands like the, uh, like, uh, Red House Painters and Lowe, like those are well regarded bands. Um, in the 2000s, he started releasing music, uh, under the name Sunkill Sun, Kill Moon. He started doing solo albums. And, um, in 2014, he released this album called Benji. Which was uh this album of him? It was mostly him solo on acoustic guitar, um, telling these like kind of long-winded stories, uh, from uh growing up in Ohio, uh, and basically uh, like just kind of. So it's a performance art. So well, it's so Benji. It was these songs that where he was recounting in like excruciating detail these like stories of like mundanity and oh yeah morbidity. From, He's channeling that. From, uh, from growing up in Ohio. But the thing with Benji is that, A, he was actually singing a lot more than this. He wasn't just saying, uh, um, I went to the band practice and we started playing songs by Bob Evans. And I said, hey, what are you doing? Why are you playing a song by Bob Evans? It's going to throw off our whole thing. And then... The it, Parkland shooting was sad, I guess.
1: What?
0: <laughs> um...
2: Yeah, because yeah. that's so actually what, the whole beginning of it, by the way. Stoppies is a whole fucking. It's all this meta commentary about the Parkland shooting that's just delivered in like the same miserable monotone that one would use to like narrate like a speech to text like data entry.
0: Well, yeah, here's the story of the song. Here's, okay, here's all the beats. Oh my God. Uh, First, it starts with him going on about school shootings and about the Parkland shooting. Yeah. Uh, and then that's what he we need. transitions his opinion. <laughs> He transitions into then, um, you know, having a band practice shortly after finding out about that shooting where he gets mad at his piano player for playing a Bob Evan- Bill Evans song <laughs> during band practice. Yeah. And then he pivots into how the name Bill Evans reminds yep. him of yep. Bob Evans and he has bad associations with it because he went to a thrash metal show and his friend's sister Debbie got punched in the face of that yep. thrash metal show. And then afterwards they went to Bob Evans uh, and since then their relationship has been fractured. And then he went back... Fuck. To- Then he went back to band practice.
2: That's my head.
0: And then he goes on
2: (laughs) against the microphone
0: for a long time about how he thinks school shooters should be tortured to death.
2: Yeah, yeah, vigilante justice.
0: And then he talks about a dream he had where he was recording on a mic called an AR-15.
2: Yep, that is stretched over
0: fifteen minutes.
2: I think it was. Was it sixteen? It doesn't matter. Almost. Oh, it doesn't. It does not matter.
0: Uh, so the thing about Benji, I want to get back to Benji because that was where this whole style of his started. Because before this, he was singing. You know, it was music. Uh, <laughs> ben.
2: <laughs> That's the bar that we're just setting. That we're just going to be clear. That we're setting ahead of time.
0: Benji was similarly similar in style in that he was telling these kind of long-winded, mundane stories, but they would always kind of resolve into what sounded like him having an epiphany during the song. And it was actually a really poignant and arresting and affecting album. But I must have put this idea in his head that this is all he needs to do from now on, is just tell stories with zero point whatsoever. Just whatever comes into his head write it down it's and recite that, it without even hitting a note.
2: It's that thread of delusional narcissism that really ties this music together today. <laughs> like it's like such an overarching theme of the uh of the worst of the year. It's just this this delusion of grandeur and this this seeming in, in you know um impermeability of just being able to to keep getting away with it.
0: Yeah. And you know what's wild is that this saxophone Cut it out. <laughs> The saxophone player on this album is the same guy who played saxophone on David Bowie's Black Star. Like, he actually has a really talented band behind him on this album and, like, could have created something beautiful with them. And instead, like, we get, like... I think they should go Django Unchained on the killer they caught.
2: Yeah. Hang no. him
0: upside down and cut off his balls. L-
2: that's what fucking Mark Wahlberg said when he was talking about 9 11.
0: Yeah, he said in that same tone of voice, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, just
0: like that. I think things, things would have gone a little differently <laughs> if I was on Flight 93. I think I could have stopped the terrorists. <laughs>
2: oh, my God. We need Sean <laughs> Sullivan back to do the, the Maz monologue. Oh, man. Oh, man.
0: But, you know, also he's a raging misogynist is the thing about Mark Kozilek.
2: It's, yeah.
0: There's a show, they wrote an article about this on Consequences of Sound where he, uh, quote, allegedly said something gross, creepy, and abusive about a woman journalist As John Mulvey noted in his review of the show for Uncut, the acclaimed singer-songwriter reportedly called her out by name for reasons that were unclear, then started singing a spontaneous song about the writer, a woman, about how she totally wants to fuck me and how she should get in line, bitch. Oh my god. Uh, He's leveled the B-bomb at women writers in his songs before as part of his well-documented semi-comic feud with the war on drugs and then this I'm this so writer over it. The- I
2: mean he's of course he's a misogynist because in every line of this stupid insipid fucking meaningless drivel is him fashioning himself as some sort of hero for noticing that some kids got killed <laughs> and him being a fucking hero because he took a girl who got punched out to Bob Evans like <laughs> he fucking sucks dude like this the, the, he, of course he, he probably hates everyone that isn't himself Be- that's just it's so unfortunate because you have this like this tension between between mental illness and like really great art and some obviously like some really great artists have have dealt with like I, I feel like this guy's got to be fucking some sort of personality disorder like well,
0: yeah if I had to diagnose him <laughs> from this armchair here I'd say I, he's sure some kind of narcissist
2: <laughs> yeah well is he trying to be Burroughs or like a more burnt-out like David Foster Wallace like, all of his content is just about having insipid in- 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 conversations with other idiots. Well,
0: the thing is, I think he had lightning in a bottle with Benji. I think yeah. I think that, because that was the first time, you know, like, he had been making music for a very long time before that. And he'd always been, you know, very personal and, and uh, off the cuff about stuff. But that was the first time that he really, like, just let the the, the words fly and, and, and in a way that, like, really grabbed people. And I think that that led him to believe, you know, that what was successful about that album was not like the the point in, like revelations that he that the songs and led the to, felt
2: like personal but, kind of connection. Yeah, but
0: it was the ramblings. Oh, the ramblings yeah. were what the people were in it for. So he's just been doing that to greater and greater degrees since 2014, and it's now culminated in this album where every song is like 10 plus minutes long. That wasn't the case on the on the older shit. How many songs were there, Mike? There are seven songs. Oh, thank. How it's, long was it? It's over an hour long. Oh. It's Mike, like 70 minutes long.
2: This is definitely this is this is the role that you play on the show and and thank God. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I definitely don't want to review this on the show because I, I I can't do this to myself. I'm already potentially subjecting myself to 50 Hours of Be, which, by the way, Stoppies, get on those five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. Or don't. Or <laughs> don't. It's probably for the best if you don't. Let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> that's, uh, I just said like the best and deepest part of the song is the end <laughs> because it's like some voicemail that where somebody actually says something interesting, but also mostly because it's the fucking end. <laughs> it's just the end of the song.
0: Yeah. Well, then, but then you just get right into the next song, which is, you know, more of the same shit. Oh you know, God. there's, I can't imagine. There's another song where there's like a long rant about getting grilled meats in uh, some Eastern European country no. and being uh, worried that uh, they're calling him a stupid American. He is. <laughs> uh, they are. That's and, not a song. And you know how uh, Donald Trump is, uh, is rallying the troops uh, behind, from using technology that was created by nerds. It's just cool. it's just the ins- the ramblings of like a very uninteresting man.
2: Yeah, who enabled this in the first place? I just It was
0: the critics in twenty fourteen with oh, Benji. Fuck
2: them. Fuck them all to hell. All right. Well,
0: Pitchfork turned on him hard. Pitchfork has been fucking good. Thank very publicly shaming Mark Kozalek <laughs> for the last few years.
2: Oh yeah, that was the other comment I had about this song was Is this based indie? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this album might be the death knell of indie rock like honestly
2: I mean it's kind of it's based right it's that's very much in line with uh, with a little B kind of philosophy except Lil B's songs tend to not be 10 minutes long
0: yeah they they both say bitch a lot I'm sure they, they say bitch a lot
2: <laughs> they're mundane as fuck they don't follow any sort of beat the beats themselves are often just a distracting mess wow Sunken Moon is Lil B yeah. the end okay great that means Mike loves it <laughs>
0: all right and we're back we're back so we'll just get rid right of this this is number six on our list of the worst 2019 this is nash g-n-a-s-h all lowercase with the song pajamas all lowercase from the album we all lowercase of course track seven if the
3: next one's going to hell am i the solution am i the problem because sometimes i can't tell i don't know what the point is just know i've been disappointed each night and every morning, and I don't want to play no more. Let's stay in our pajamas, let's not leave the house, it's been real <sighs> So, look,
0: I try not to be judgmental of fan bases on this show. You know, I'm very judgmental of uh, the artists themselves, I have a lot to say about that, but I try not to go after people for their personal taste. Uh... You know, even in the Tool episode, if you listen back, I didn't say too much about the fans. I don't know that I can say the same about for you, Heather, but, um, <laughs> you know, I try to like think like, all right, well, yeah, you know, I we are clearly very opinionated on the show, but I don't want to come after anyone for their personal taste. But fuck, if you like this, shit, yeah, if you like Nash, yeah, there's something wrong with you. If you're over 18 years old and you like Nash, you're fucked in the head. <laughs> this is as bad as music can get on so many levels his voice oh my God. his appearance his the treacly lyrics the claps and acoustic guitars and the ukulele and when It's he,
2: Kids Bop Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. Oh, uh,
0: it's even worse. It's even worse. And he's just this LA hype beast Fucking, uh, the, 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 he dips into like rapping sometimes, which is just so pathetic. Uh, it's disgusting and well, enrages me. Well,
2: we're we're gonna hear what this sounds like with rap in just a few songs. So yeah, don't. Why, true. It does get worse, but it's really, really bad. This is why the boomers hate us. Yeah. This is why I don't why. blame them. If- I don't blame them either. <laughs> okay, boomer.
0: Yeah. Okay. You can. <laughs> you know what? The, the, the kids is, are not alright
2: Yeah, it's like, okay, things are, you know If This is if Justin Bieber was trying to be fake woke Like, and talk about how, like, you know, things are really bad So, you know, let's stream Netflix for eternity in our footed onesies And call that a principled uh, self-care stance Like, yeah, fucking late capitalism sucks It's a nightmare, trust me We want to hide under the covers all oh. the time But we have to live and fucking do a fucking thing yeah. about the it The sentiment to the song Idiot. is
0: awful it's just, horrible. Uh, oh, it's a scary world out there, so let's ignore it and just be the fucking pajama boy from that advertisement that uh, all the boomers get so mad about. You know, Let's, let's watch TV with the sound off because the news is always bad. Let's Man. be immature and ignorant because I don't feel like being sad. Uh. I wonder if the last generation was better. I wonder if the next one's going to hell. Am I the solution? Am I the problem? Because sometimes I can't tell. I don't know what the point is. Oh just know God. I've been disappointed each night and every morning, and I don't want to play no more. So let's stay in our pajamas. Let's not leave the house. What? That fucking sucks. Just like an anthem of apathy. Giving up? Yeah. Fuck. Ugh, fuck you, Nash.
2: Oh, my God. Have you see what this
0: guy looks like, too?
2: Oh, no. I'm sure Go- I can imagine it. Google
0: him. It. Google him. Let me do a quick I think Google. it's worse than you can imagine.
1: No! <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It is Justin
2: Bieber trying to be fake woke. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's, it literally looks exa- Oh, my God. But not even being woke. He's Literally like, going sleep.
0: It's just a bro... In his
2: little feetsies, pajamas.
0: It was a bro who was fingering someone on the golden tea oh. machine, and then he just decided to get an asymmetrical haircut, and now he's soft, and now... Tender. Now he's so tender, and he Juicy. Just, just... He just picks up the ukulele. I hate and, I it. I just want to play a little song. <laughs> Let's play
2: like pajamas. Oh, my God. It's so fucking. It's so fucked up on so many levels. Like the music is just some super derivative, like fucking Owl City garbage. Which, unfortunately, a few other songs on this on this list also share that you know that common thread of just a super twee, you know, ukulele, you know, coloring book bullshit. But uh, romper room fuckery is, I believe, what uh, Latrice Royale. Oh, the glorious I love that. Latrice Roy- royal used to say, and uh, the god, or, or is known to say, she uh, she was correct. This is some romper room fuckery, but it's but again, it's aimed at like who is it aimed at? Like young girls, like yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Ugh. of course, you gotta play in your pajamas. We're so sweet and innocent. It does feel creepy, doesn't it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Glad you read that too. <laughs> I mean, it's it's gross in the uh, you know, in the sense of it being this like, well, you know, times are hard, so let's just give up. Like that shit really sucks and the music itself sucks, but then it's like, is this guy, should we do the um is Nash a piece of shit?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know the answer. I assume it's yes.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I, I haven't, I didn't have time to research that No, deeply. we
2: had to do other things, like listen to all the other terrible Well,
0: yeah, if there songs. was some scandal, like I'm not going to be surprised. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's been around long enough to um get canceled yet, but I mean, it's impending.
2: He has, there are some wild lyrics on this song. Okay, yeah. Um, it's a little overwhelming when you put it in perspective that life is just a bunch of memories that we've tattered and collected. I wonder if the trees think we're all greedy. If the air thinks we're all crooks. If the water thinks we're too needy. If the sun gives us dirty looks. It's a good night, moon, motherfucker. <laughs> what
0: the fuck? <laughs> it's like if uh, if if Death Cab for Cutie smoked blunts.
2: Oh, <laughs> dude, but not even.
0: They're smoked spice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man! Ugh. If
0: yeah. yeah, it's just you know what, LA. Just stop, stop it with this bullshit. They've been doing this for Cut fucking decades now. It's it's that's enough. That's enough of your hype beast fuckery. I don't want. I I I can't take it anymore.
2: No, it's it's not right. It's not right. It's not good. It's not acceptable. Uh, next.
0: Yeah. Oh, next. Uh, there's a big one. Oh yeah. So yeah, these next five on the list, I think we could definitely, I mean, probably this last one too, we could do an episode on any of these. Um, this next one is from an artist who's been out for a while and decided to do a rock album after being a <laughs> rapper for many years, which usually works out pretty well. This is Logic.
2: <laughs> Should have named himself Hubris.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is Logic from so- the album supermarket. It's The song is called Lemon Drop. It's track nine.
1: Oh, man. Who's gonna, gonna, get me now? Who's gonna, gonna, get me? Oh, I'm sexy. I'm gifted. I'm too hot to get lifted. You're racist. You're evil. You're a danger to my people. My vision is faded. My brain has calculated. How many looks to lick your lemon drop? How many looks to lick your drop, drop?
2: God. Yabba dabba 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 dabba
1: now. Yeah.
0: yeah. So <laughs> on this rock album, every song kind of finds him shamelessly aping like another artist that's already lame. Like, oh, uh, my God. this is the Coldplay song. This is the John Mayer song. But on Lemon Drop, he goes full Anthony Kiedis.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah. Like some Marky Mark <laughs> by way of Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. Oh, my God. God, it sounds like the fucking parody, the the bedrock anthem. It sounds like fucking like uh, from that rap from the movie Fern Gully. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I Robin
2: know. Williams did it better.
0: <laughs> and I will say he came out with two albums in 2019, Logic, and they're both really really bad.
2: <laughs> Give him he credit came, where credit is due. He came too. out
0: with a rap album in addition to this rock album. The rap album's called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, and it is like Eminem bad. It's like very close. I I actually think the overlap between Eminem fans and Logic fans is like there's not a Venn diagram. It's just a circle. It's the same. They're preaching <laughs> the same definitely. choir and
2: Lil Dickie fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Big t- oh, big time Lil Dicky energy yeah. from Logic.
2: Big Dicky energy.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, super. I had to do supermarket for me. That's the worst one. I didn't want to put them both on the list, but they both probably belong on the list. And the the lyrics are so bad. Oh my god, I- it's I had- so bad. I had trouble even picking one out. To critique, like, I just, I found myself, like, just, I was scrolling through, and I'm like, I, any of these could work.
2: The fucking, like, ill, like, completely unnecessary Rick and Morty reference to be like, yo, I'm cool. <laughs> get swifty. Oh, yeah, Rick
0: shan get swifty. so that's so too deep for me. Yeah, uh, but logic. What I, <laughs> what I wrote down was, I'm a bad mama jamma, now watch me shine. Only 27, I'm ahead of my prime if it's illegal to kill the pussy book me with a crime uh, my spaceship is empty dollar dollar bill y'all Bobby got plenty here's a glass of shut the fuck up it's venti why is everybody so uh, uptight this century if you a cry baby bitch I'm a fuck yo mom good thing for me that the cougar is a dime
2: that's some logic
0: yeah boom yeah. destroying liberals with facts and logic
2: oh my god
0: this guy is the biggest cornball on the game he, right now. He
2: He's... raps like three, four times in this song about reminding us that he smokes weed. Dude, that shit is like legal almost everywhere. Like
0: literally, like I think the line is like, Did I mention I smoke weed or yeah, something? Yeah, he like that.
2: literally says that <laughs> <laughs> He writes the jokes for us, man. I don't this what do you say? What do you say about that?
0: It's so fucked up.
2: Dude, dude thinks that a hot topic joker tea is a personality. Dude is absolutely hitting on underage girls at the mall. Just like fucking him and Nash outside the fucking Pac-Sun.
0: He's such trash. I never liked Logic to begin with, but... um... Did
2: he have a good... Like, I'm trying to remember. Did he have a good song? Did he have, like, a song that I would know?
0: No, he's always been sort of underground, you know? Like, Logic's always been... One of those like um, one of those niche rappers that like stands just goes super hard for where like you get downvoted to oblivion if you talk shit about him in a logic thread. Literally, but, like, like white else, man named out,
2: Stan outside <laughs> of the
0: containment threads of like of uh, for logic everyone else knows that he's a fucking trash cornball.
2: Yeah. He like this has the energy of somebody trying to pedal home-produced mixtapes at the bus stop.
0: I do have a feeling we're going to get we're going to get slammed for this one. Why? From from logic fans because he's got like devoted fans. It's oh, wild.
2: Okay. Give us a five star review and force us to listen to Lil B for fifty hours <laughs> if you want to punish us. You can get your wish. Yeah, I this is it's beyond me. It's such a bastardization of, of of anything cool. You know what I mean? Like why why also can we just analyze the fact, like, why is he trying to remake the red hot chili peppers in 2019? Why would you try to do that? The Red Hot Chili Peppers were trying to remake, like, you know, funk, but white. And they were just like, you know, they put socks on their dick. And all of a sudden, they're America's sweethearts. Like, I don't really know how they were able to, like, you know, break through in the mainstream and, like.
0: Well, Logic's trying to bring back rock, but biracial. <laughs> talked talk about, to
2: Lenny Kravitz, my dude. He raps <laughs> about
0: being biracial a lot. Oh like, yeah, comes he up wants a lot. you to
2: know, right? Because if you looked at him, to be honest, you would just think he was a white
0: guy. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to litigate, you know, someone's blackness. but no. he does present.
2: He got that Sean King energy, <laughs> where it's like, mm, show yeah. me the receipts. <laughs> I might cut that, but might yeah, not. <laughs>
0: maybe. Yeah, you know, I don't. That's a slippery slip to go down, but we can just talk about how the music sucks.
2: It's, the music is really, really bad. Next,
0: <laughs> sure, yeah. Here's a little bit more of the same. Oh
2: my god, this
0: is Watsky, but somehow
2: worse. Somehow worse.
0: Yeah, def. I mean, yeah, def, Definitely, definitely deserves a higher spot. Uh, this is Watsky with what goes up from his album Complaint, track three.
2: I have a complaint. <laughs> Would like to speak to a manager. In the song, which you signed on a piece
1: of paper.
3: Do you know what you're about? Could we live beyond our doubts in a world where we don't need erasers? Could you ever love a thief? Can I feel away your grief and suspend your disbelief? Let's put on a show, cause it's never what you say. No, it's always in the way that you say what you mean. Oh, oh, oh. Wrap your legs around my back and hold me tight until we're talking inside.
2: I've had
1: enough.
0: Yeah. So Watsky started out as a slam poet. He was uh, one of the participants in Russell Simmons' HBO show. Uh,
2: Deaf Poetry Jam. Deaf
0: Poetry Jam. And it just goes to show the pitfalls of a black person giving a white person a platform <laughs> to perform a black art form. Don't do it. Don't do it.
2: <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Rescind we, that offer. Off.
0: Uh, this shit sucks so fucking bad. It's so bad. I, 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 I can't. There's like like similar to logic. Like there's like. Hardcore Watsky fans out there, and it's just like again, I'm gonna what, go hard on the fan bases.
2: Whitesky, what is Weis-ki. wrong with you?
0: What is wrong? How-ski. With you? What Porque. is What draws you to this? What makes you put this on and say, yeah, that slaps. That's fucking. That fucking whiteness, bones. dude.
2: Like corny ass whiteness. Who who see this shit as like the second coming? This guy, he has a backing band. Do you know what his band is called?
0: Oh God, what?
2: <laughs> Creme fresh.
0: i think i think it's gone a little sour i think it's a little over i think uh i think you gotta gotta the creme
2: curdled the creme curdled
0: my dude someone pour that band down the sink
2: oh my god of course this guy went to fucking emerson this is a motherfucker again this is why the boomers hate us he was given way too many fucking participation trophies i can't imagine this dude being a decent slam poet what the fuck did he have to say
0: you, it, I, I couldn't bring myself to. Of course. Pull up not those fucking it's, videos. it's it's
2: like drake being like demanding a tuna sandwich like that's what he has to complain about you know what i mean <laughs> that's like,
0: just hilarious if it you, is stoppies. hilarious if you haven't seen the video of drake um whining to his mom <laughs> about getting Wheel a chicken Jimmy. salad sandwich instead of a tuna sandwich
2: <laughs> i'm sure this are our, our faithful stoppies have seen that before but it is very funny it's so empty and it's so synthetic and then it has of course you know these vocoder it's just it's basically nash with a vocoder
0: well it's nash going full 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 rap if you want to right. call this rap i mean he's
3: or this i guess not. it's i guess
0: it's slam poetry you know i, oh I don't know how God. you really want to differentiate the two but uh i guess you know this is some poetry right here <laughs> ever stop to think the yep. pollen in the air is from all the flowers <laughs> fucking, fucking each, each other <laughs> but why not let them bloom let's get consumed outside outside inside of you so forget me not we're doing trust falls up at the mountaintop come on don't let me drop God, I wish he fell off that fucking Oh, album. my God.
2: The prevailing notion of so many of these, like, this triage of fucking trash songs is just, like, just give up when things get hard and, like, float away on some dumb auto-tune platitudes. Like, there's nothing here.
0: Yeah, it's privileged music.
2: It is privileged music. Or, in Lodge's case, you know, half-privileged music. <laughs> he just doesn't say anything at all and these guys are just like well give up
0: (laughs) i got some like little dicky energy from that oh yeah ever stop to think the pollen in the air is from all the flowers fucking each other like that the brain (laughs) yeah that's a brain line that's a brain
2: line if you have to if the the closest comparison that you have to yourself as a rapper is little dicky's uh animated fucking brain you got a problem there. You got a problem.
0: Big time. But yeah, it's it's such trash. We could definitely do this album uh, on an episode. I don't want to. I've I've listened to the whole thing. You know, I did my homework and it was it was hard to pick a worse track because it's like it's it's like a, a just getting punched in the face repeatedly by fucking cloying treacly sweetness.
2: It's like I would punch you but you know, man, why don't I just hang out on my couch?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like getting punched. You're
2: not even punched it's in like, the face. Like, please punch me. Like, God. It's like trying to
0: throw a punch in the dr- in a dream when it's yeah. just, your fists are just mushy. It's
2: just, yeah, you're just in, in it's quicksand. It's
0: like you're underwater, yeah.
2: I wish somebody would punch me in the fucking face. I wish I could fucking feel anything. None of these things are feelings. These are fucking Instagram face filters. Like, <laughs> these aren't emotions. It's, oh, it's such trash.
0: Did they book him for the fire festival? Because I feel like he'd fit in.
2: Oh, he really would. Yeah, yeah, because he's a fake artist doing fake trash for fake people.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, let's get real on this next one.
2: Oh no!
0: Get some real, some legends, some oh. some
2: uh, been in the a, game
0: for a long time, and they a, they're going to tell you what's what.
2: <laughs> they've been on our uh, black velvet poster for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've definitely all been there, <laughs> smoking a cigarette leaning against a pool table in perpetuity. So uh, let's let's fucking listen to Hollywood vampires with Who's Laughing Now.
3: Not me. The beast of of the East elite Gave poisonous streets to the innocent priest All along with his tweets Recycled from the pageantry of forever creeps Gallantry, guarantee, chivalry, pick disease, clergy sleaze, on their knees, begging please, for his own reprieve. Oh, all the
1: things you don't say, forgive
0: the truth, push me out. <laughs> so, Hollywood Vampires is Alice Cooper, Joe Perry, and Johnny Depp. It's a, a super group of fucking... <laughs> Just
2: Who gets to decide who's a supergroup? By the way, <laughs> tell me.
0: Well, they're all famous, and uh, I don't know.
2: They're all bound together by the fact that all of their friends are dead, and they're also basically dead. <laughs> and
0: we're supposed to think that that's very edgy and dangerous. And they're named after Alice Cooper's drinking club. Yeah,
2: that are all dead.
0: Fr- uh, it was like him and like John Lennon and Harry Nilsson, Ringo and Keith Moon, and th- that's where they they would hang out above the Rainbow Room on the Sunset Strip. In their own private room and drink until they couldn't stand. Yep. And then they'd go home and molest 16-year-old girls.
2: Cool. Yeah. Great.
0: Uh, really so, worth
2: fantasizing and, and fetishizing.
0: So, yeah, Johnny Depp fits right in with these fucking scumbags. Oh, my God. As we all know, you know, a horrible abuser, and alcoholic.
2: Yeah. Terrible person.
0: Awful person.
2: M- uh, Marilyn Manson enthusiast.
0: Yeah. They're, oh, yeah. Big, big time.
2: Actually, Marilyn Manson played with them at one point.
0: Oh, I bet he did. Of, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. They actually they have like star-studded affairs, and when they play in L.A., like I think Duff McKeegan or whatever his name is, the <laughs> bassist for Guns N' Roses, was their touring bassist for a little bit. Yeah, they're
2: they're plugging and playing. Whatever, fucking, you know, they they unplug the IV and plug in the fucking. <laughs> amp <laughs> they just like here you go <laughs> you're a star <laughs> you were a star the eyeliner writer for this fucking band has got to be insane <laughs> oh
3: and
0: skyrocketing costs you uh, know just <laughs> the sephora. they just buy out the sephora <laughs> um so yeah they're going for like a guns and roses thing but it's like very half-baked and unpleasant The sound of Alice Cooper's voice has never been more grating. And I think that was Depp taking lead vocals at that last little bit of the clip that you played, too, because he he pops in now and then.
2: Yeah, what does he do in this this fucking charade? What is his role?
0: He plays rhythm guitar. Okay. Uh, There's actually a really funny video of him quote unquote, soloing, oh, like no. with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Of course. There's just a moment where it's just him just tapping on the guitar with the slide with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth with just a vacant look on his face, just clearly shit faced. Uh, and that's like, that's this band in a nutshell.
2: Yeah. Nobody's, I, I don't un, I don't even understand. Like, are they making money? Are they, like, touring? Are they doing anything with this? Or is it just, it's just the the post-midlife, midlife crisis? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's the, they're in it for rock and roll, baby. <sighs> it's all rock and roll. It's that real shit. <sighs> and also these lyrics.
2: Yeah, I was about to say. We got some lyrics.
0: I'm trying to put together what they're saying here. <laughs> Crippled old dog lost in the fog, stumbling through the speeches that Preaches on the blog. Pretty bride, aside. great divide, classified, winning by a landslide, what a ride. Everything you don't say never mattered anyway, ha 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 ha. Who's laughing now, man? I could be wrong, but this sounds a lot like a song praising Trump.
2: I don't know, because I wrote some other lyrics.
0: I'm laughing at the snowflakes.
2: But actually, the more that I read these lyrics, which, let me go into them. The beast defeat of the East elite. (laughs) Right? Uh Uh-oh. Gave poisonous treats to the innocent priest? What? What? All alone with his tweets? Yeah. Yeah. Recycled from the pageantry of forever creeps? Gallantry guaranteed chivalry pig disease? Clergy sleaze on their knees begging please for his own reprieve?
0: What <laughs> I'm I'm trying to put it together? It's either like anti-Trump or pro-Trump. It's definitely about or it's
2: saying nothing because they just rhymed. It's a bot that wrote it. They just went into rhyme zone and put like fucking antifreeze in a fucking box and wanted to see how many things they can rhyme with it. It's so stupid.
0: <laughs> I, I also just want to say, and this is my own personal opinion. I know th- you know everyone's got their own opinions, but I've always thought Alice Cooper and Aerosmith fucking blow.
2: There was a podcast episode where they were talking about um, the misfit sucking, which. Your Favorite Band Sucks is, like, way more popular than us, which, like, okay, Shout out to them. Shout out to them. You know,
0: it's a good podcast. They're, you know, they're maybe the only bigger haters than us in the fucking game. It's true.
2: It's true. But they were saying that, like, Danzig is just, like, doing Alice Cooper, but worse. And I don't know.
0: (laughs) I would, I think, I would definitely take Danzig any day. And, you know, I know that I grew up in the punk scene, so I'm biased, but I don't think their voices are similar. No. I think he sounds like Jim well, Morrison, the horror, the
2: horror core, like, punk whatever. Okay, yeah, anyway. lyrically,
0: yeah. Ly- yeah. I can see that. They yeah. uh, they definitely, both bands definitely have stupid bad lyrics.
2: Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's just, it's so sad, like, the the air of desperation. But it's like, they don't want to do anything to change. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing. They don't want to evolve. Their whole principled stance is that music should be like, you know, like it was back in the day when all our friends died. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. kind of weird, right? Like all your friends died. <laughs> maybe know. maybe things weren't so great for a lot of people and and, you know, women, people of color and all sorts of other people, but in your like shitty douchebag excessive fantasy then you can kind of pretend like that's fine but it's really just that you're like a an older alcoholic
0: (laughs) well it's funny you mention that because they do a cover of uh, the people who died by right brigade on this album you know that song no they're the people who died who died they're the people who died. They were my friends. Yeah, and they died. Yeah. Uh, they actually do uh, several covers on this album, including a very fucking how dare you cover of Heroes by David Bowie. Wow. Uh, it's bad, man. It's a long. It's long. It's bad. We could do a whole episode on it. Ugh. Uh, and it's just such, such like a gross vanity project. Yeah. It's just for them. I can't believe I do, I cannot believe there's people who will like pay to see this though too.
2: I don't think a lot of people do
0: do you think that they're just like alice cooper heads who are like they know they can't see him doing his yeah. hits so they're just like all right i guess it's the next best thing like that time that i went and saw sam hain
1: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> and i
0: was like i never cared about sam hain but i like Danzig, so you guess know so go <laughs> Best I can do at this point in time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I, I don't really know what the what the value. There's no value to this. There's no real audience to this. Besides, I guess it's like it's like the Doors, the post Jim Morrison Doors yeah album you know what i mean it's like they're doing it just for the shameless cash-in and just to like make themselves still feel relevant when without having anything to say not having any sort of creative spark and having lost you know literally like had that creative spark die
0: yeah and johnny depp (laughs) just gets to live out his fantasy of being the character he's always played in his head his his
2: tim burton movies (laughs) right (laughs) yeah fuck that it's gross it's bad next
0: um, sure. Yeah, we're good. we're rounding this out. We're almost Woo! done. This next uh, song is by Doug Walker. The, oh my god, dude! The Nostalgia Critic off of his note for up. note cover album of Pink Floyd's The Wall. Well,
2: note is being generous. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, n- not the vocal notes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but his know. cover album of The Wall, where he changes all the lyrics to be about watching the movie The Wall.
2: That's what you needed. That's comedy, folks. Let's hear it.
3: Hey, you. Add me to the queue. Folks are gonna be confused. Won't they miss me? Hey, you.
0: Forgetting I'm in the wall. Fans are freaking gonna call out that you dissed me. Fuck, All right, so if you didn't put it together, this song... He changed the lyrics to be about how the song Hey You is not in the film The Wall, yeah, despite being a popular song from the album.
2: So let's back it up and try to fucking situate this shit in any sort of context because I was so so baffled by the existence of the song and okay. this album and everything that has happened or you know, at the hands of the nostalgic critics yeah. since the early two thousand teens or whatever when yelling into the you know microphone and screaming loud opinions uh was clever. Oh wait, hold on a second.
0: <laughs> oh, no. So Uh-oh. You're, so you're familiar with the nostalgia critic?
2: Yes. Vaguely. Like I remember watching some of the YouTube videos of, of the nostalgic Critic and like, especially I think he used to like review old video games, right?
0: Uh, that was the angry video game nerd. Oh,
2: then I'm mixing. He would them up.
0: review old. Uh, well, I think he probably did some video games. He, he would do old movies. He did like stuff from like the 80s and 90s. You know, like yeah, old cartoons. And I mean, whatnot. we're
2: basically nostalgic critics,
0: but yeah, sort of. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Um, but we don't wear a fucking blazer with a white t-shirt and a necktie with a castro hat in every single fucking review you know we haven't been rocking this look that was already dated when he started doing this in like 09 or whatever it was yeah with his little goatee and i gotta say all right so i've always found the nostalgia critic to be annoying i've never enjoyed his work yeah Um, but it's been something that i can ignore it's not in my field of vision but he went and dropped an album, and uh, it's our responsibility to, to talk about that shit. Oh, man. And in addition to the album— cross
2: al- we have to bear.
0: In addition to the album, he released a short film to go with this, which I think—I I, I can't quite figure out. Is this meant to be his review of the movie? The I think it's meant to be his review, but in addition to being his review, it's also the story of the first time Corey Taylor from Slipknot watched oh, The Wall. Oh, my God. Because I watched a little bit of the the movie, and it stars stars Corey Taylor, who, by the way, keep the mask on, buddy. You're not turning any heads. There's a reason why they wear them. And there's also someone playing a young Corey Taylor. He actually gets the most of the screen time.
2: How did you look into this this much, Mike? This, wow.
0: It's only, I only watched about six or seven minutes of it. It is our unpaid job. (laughs) It's 46 minutes long, this film. And any time the Nostalgia Critic appears on camera, like, he looks like a fucking ghoul. You know, with that hat on and his face.
2: And... Nothing he says is funny.
0: Nothing he says is funny. Nothing
2: He he thinks that because he was able to have some, like, passably... Okay, listen. As somebody who cashes in on nostalgia, like, weekly, like, I get it. Like, sometimes you just need to hear somebody, like, reference things that you knew when you were a kid. And you are, like, innately kind of drawn to that. Like, oh, yeah, you remember this thing? Like, you know, my fucking wrestling gimmick is all about, like, a long-dead department store that's only known to people who grew up in this specific region of of New England. Uh, I get it. Like, nostalgia is fun. Um, But the fact that he thought that, you know, having a few, having some commentary, reliving some of the magic of, uh, you know, the millennial childhood, because that gave him some sort of uh, recognition and people listened to that and watched it, which, again, it's a low bar. It's like somebody who's like vaguely interesting who can like, you know, reference these things that you cared about. You're probably going to pay attention to them.
0: He also kind of got on the ground floor of vlogging, too. You know, like there wasn't that much competition at the time. Right. Who knows what, it, what it's he, not like
2: his takes are, are particularly unique. But he, you know, but he yelled really loud, and he, you know, he had decent production back when, you know, YouTube was. Uh, That's
0: debatable.
2: I mean, sort of. I guess whatever the audio and video.
0: Oh, you know, you're, you're right because I will say there's some. It mo- was produced. Some moments in the in the in the film that actually have like animation stuff. Like no, am talk- a lot of work went into this.
2: Yeah, I'm talking about how he got popular in the first place. What I'm saying is that he was able to like parlay his like referencing of things in our collective childhood unconscious and turn that into some attention and and a and a lot of views and some you know amount of praise and and Maybe he was making money off of those videos. And somehow that got into his head that he was actually funny enough to carry an entire fucking album or movie. Or like he, there was another thing that he tried that also was a huge failure. I forget what it was called. It was like a TV show he was trying to do where he was like also recreating like bad movies and trying to make them better. And it's like, it's like if we did an album, except we're actual musicians and could make it sound good.
0: (laughs) I've made albums.
2: Yeah. But I I, I mean, if we, Stop a- <laughs>
0: <being camp.com. laughs>
2: exactly. If we made like a comedy album about all the bad music we had to listen to, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it would
0: be like. If we made a song for song remake of The Big Day. Yes. About listening to The Big Day. About Yes, that's what this is. But the thing that's is. That's insane. It's not even like. He doesn't even have any, like, really anything insightful to say about the fucking movie. It's all like.
3: Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. And then
2: this song it's just about it's not in the movie. That's the whole song. That's the whole song. It's just him saying, "Why did you get left out
0: of the movie?" Like that's it. <laughs> First and dude For like 5 minutes. So, you know, granted he doesn't do the entirety of the wall, he does like, you know, most of the most memorable songs from it, but it's still like 50 minutes long. You know the, the wall is a long album. He does more than half of it. And it's not even he's not even <sighs> musically the songs are exactly as they are on the fucking original album but like with poorer production there's no like new like there's no jokey guitar solos no there's no jokey like add-ons it's just it's just straightforward reproductions down to the guitar down to the the solos and the the leads like exactly what was played on the wall but like you know recorded through i don't know i i don't know uh, audio technique. They recorded through an AR fifteen.
2: Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's as if like Weird Al was narrating like the making of a sandwich, except Weird Al's funny and he There's probably could. There's nothing Weird and- Al
0: about this album. No,
2: there isn't. He's just. He, it's not even a parody. It's just a step by step narration of his unfunny experience in a way that it it, it brings us no joy. Like n- even talking about it as bad, it's hard to make it funny because it's just so pathetic. It's so ridiculous like this is definitely like this this kind of like trash is just like the recognition that we've hit peak irony. You know what I mean? Like irony is just an Ouroboros like human centipede eating its own shit in perpetuity. Like the idea that like some YouTube idiot who like talked about movies that we watched once when we were kids and forgot about thought he could create a full length album and a a movie about experiencing watching the wall it's 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 mind-blowing to me
0: heather the movie's so bad and so many people were involved in it like so many people should be so embarrassed about this how
2: did anyone agree to play music for this asshole you
0: You know against all odds this guy apparently has a lot of friends
2: (sighs) don't be this guy's friend stop enabling idiots that's my one of my resolutions for 2019 just stop enabling idiots and take your medication (laughs) for 2020 those are those are we're gonna get into our resolutions later but i just came up with those and it feels it feels relevant
0: yeah and not like you know i don't i don't think Corey taylor has that much integrity you know i mean of slipknot how dignified can you really be being in slipknot although i will say we are not your kind slipknot's newest album one of my favorites 2019
2: that's wild
0: i listened to that album expecting it to be on this list, and it made it to my top 10. So. Wow, wow. Um, un- against all odds. Uh, but, God, Corey Taylor, how wide, even you are above this. Yeah. You know, you should be. The one moment of joy on the album, I'd say, is the very end. Oh, God. The last song in the album is Corey Taylor doing the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song. <gasps>
1: what does that have to do with the fucking wall?
0: <laughs> it's literally just like... Oh, uh, <laughs> He's him saying, like, as long as you got me here, let's have a little fun.
1: What?
2: Yeah. That's. Oh, God. If that's your high point, if that's your moment. Oh,
0: by far, that's the high point.
2: Oh, my God. Also, it's the end. You know, that's that's definitely helps. Okay, Speaking of the end, we got to wrap this thing up. My Spotify wrapped did indicate to me (laughs) that this artist was my artist of the decade. And in some ways he was. In some ways he was because I really loved his earlier work and listened to it a lot. And this year, our dude Chance famously fucked up royally and released a 77-minute long, empty, mindless, infuriating jerk-off that has now made it to the top of at least one chart. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you made it you made a chance you made yeah. a chance you've gathered by now it's Chance the Rapper yeah the big day what song do we pick I think you know
2: I think you know
0: I think you know the one.
2: Oh man okay which there's no part here we go
0: his part the worst part.
2: The worst.
3: Got me higher than a ladder. Thanks, I'm flatter. My baby mama batter. You look like Mick Jagger. Oops, a grease flatter. Hot, hot. hot. Ooh, jumping out the grease. It's a whole lot of debris. About to come, about to fleece, 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 fleece. I don't want to hear a bee. Trying to catch the beep. sleep. Trying to count sheep, sleep. Sleep. Hot damn hot water, hot shower. Hot, hot land of smoking green cauliflower.
2: Tangerine. Listen, I would feel bad about making fun of this dude Since he did just cancel his entire tour
0: Oh no, did someone release a bad album and not sell any <laughs> tickets Because no one wants to see these shitty songs played in concert <laughs> oh my, I'm so sorry for you He <laughs> said
2: so this dude is rich as fuck And, you know, he doesn't care what I have to say Even though we're kind on of. the record in his hometown newspaper Saying how much we hate this album But, man, Chance... Why
0: chance you gotta pivot, you gotta get out of this hole <sighs> i n- I believe in you, I know you can do it, but hot shower is the worst song of twenty nineteen it is it is so bad. it is such a fucking embarrassment, <sighs> every fucking line unconscionable, and,
2: and like similar to Kanye and really not that similar to most on this list, except for maybe logic like this is this is shit that people were actually hyped for. you know what oh, I mean, yeah, people were very excited to hear this album. The debut, the big day, the
0: big day. I think it's the most disappointing like album I've ever listened to in my life. Like it's the it's the biggest disparity between what my expectations were and what was delivered that I've ever experienced.
2: And that's why it's the worst song of the year because there were such high expectations and it was built on a on a foundation of, you know, established talent. And skill and passion and this is just bullshit. It's such bullshit. He sounds—you've heard it. We had a whole episode about it. We've
0: talked. I, at I don't.
2: I, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know what else to say. It's such a disappointment. It's such a disappointment. Just like most
0: dads. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like not even when not even the baby can save you.
0: The baby's album was also disappointing. Really? I mean. The guy's got one flow. The baby switch yeah. switch your flow up.
2: All right, but he was a delight. Unlike his, shug. cash cash shit and shug. Oh my god. Yeah. No. Those, Great his, songs. his his
0: singles were fucking bangers. Yeah. Like the baby. This was a good year for the baby. It was not a good year for Chance no. the Rapper.
2: No. And again, if you're gonna posture as the sanctimonious fucking, you know, I'm not gonna you know, smoke weed ever again, but I'm going to fucking talk about green cauliflower. What? What the fuck are you talking about, dude? This is this is supposed to be your witty song? This is so funny because, like, no, like, I remember because I watched that show that he was on, um, Rhythm and Flow, on, on Netflix, which was really good. Chance kind of sucked on it. As That's what I heard. T.I. was my favorite judge until, you know, he started talking publicly about policing his you know, grown ass daughters, Hyman and Cardi B was, was the other judge. And they would play a song when the judges would come on and, you know, T.I. would be like, live your life. And, you know, Cardi B was any song she's ever released. And then sometimes with chance it would be hot shower and you could just hear the whole crowd go silent. It was crazy. It was crazy.
0: Oh, that's fucking, that's cringe. Nobody man. is. Bro, you just posted cringe.
2: And nobody's buying this shit. Literally nobody is buying this shit. It's uh, just such a shame.
0: Well, my I had an experience where we were at Riot Fest in the fall, and I went and saw Taking Back Sunday playing Louder Now. And Adam Lazaro, between songs, just recited the lyrics to Hot Shower. Just said, hot damn,
3: hot water,
0: hot shower. Because he talks like a Southern lawyer for some reason now, Why? even though he's from Long Island. And just like, when you have like a washed up, nobody, like, adam lazaro mocking you openly in your hometown yeah and the crowd like eating it up it's a problem chance it's a problem you gotta solve this problem buddy
2: you you have all the tools you You do you have the ability you need to fucking just be authentic again this isn't this is not authentic it is so dashed off it is so pathetic it's embarrassing it's embarrassing
0: and it's the it's the worst it's the worst song of 2019 easily
2: yeah the worst of the year so there you have it
0: That's it That's the list there We it made is. it bah, 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 bah.
2: Woo. Well thank you Savi's for bearing with us We we did want to um, Since we don't have enough, I mean that was our rating And we don't have Like our you know End of the episode wrap up I had the idea Of going over Some of our New year's resolutions or, or resolutions For the next decade In music Or at least The next year in music So either things That we predict Or things that we hope Will happen Over the next year And so I'll I'll just list A few of mine Go off queen Number one Leave Lizzo The fuck alone Just leave her alone She's Just cut it out
0: (laughs) Cut it out Just like her ass cheeks Yes In her pants
2: Yes Cut them shits out She's a natural beauty She is Incredibly talented She has given us So much Just cut it out Just cut it out That's all I have to say Number two, ska finally makes its triumphant return. (laughs) Just kidding. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Mm -hmm. maybe we could have one of those like you know pendulum swings where music is fun again um, instead of like you know this miserable like self indulgent like everybody's dying rap and uh, and not
0: fun like Nash is fun. No, no,
2: no, no. Like authentically fun. Like like you know, energetic. Joyful, actual, you know, passion for music as an art form. Preach. All right. Number three, uh, more queer music made by queer people. Um, Bending genre and gender and just concepts of what art can be and who can make it, I think, is definitely something I look forward to seeing in 2020. And not just like commodifying queer culture, but like actual, you know, queer people making, making music that is not like pigeonholed and commodified. Number four, um, we are living, as we said, in a nightmarish dystopia, uh, late capitalist wasteland. Uh, Maybe some musicians could, like, I don't know, start talking about politics again. You know what I mean? Like, actually having a political stance of some kind. Yeah. Um, But just, if you're Kanye West or Eminem, I didn't say anything. Just, (laughs) you didn't hear anything.
0: No, not not from you. No. No,
2: just... Th- you don't enough. even go here yeah exactly number five 90s throwback fetishism will inevitably lead to the return of girl groups and boy bands uh which is kind of already happened with like you know k-pop and like obviously we saw one direction in like the early teens but i'm really here for some girl groups in these troubling times um sure. and normani came out and bodied everyone which is great um but you know fifth harmony is isn't together anymore so we need we need some more girl groups let's go more number six more pop music will sound like farrah Arbraham a true influencer it's crazy i listened to uh a lot of music recently that sounds like a little bit like farrah abraham sure it's, sophie it yeah uh you know a little bit of Brooke candy uh yeah. some definitely some charlie X C X, and oh even a little fk twigs <laughs> Like, you know, no, I'm serious. Like the the, like the layering of the auto tune, the very, very, very glitchy, uh, distorted pop music that's scary. That sounds like, you know, it's it's written by and for a sex bot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's that's it's it's genuinely scary and I'm into it. So I'm I'm ready to hear more of it. Please can the following rock bands who have been doing the exact same dumb thing for decades kindly retire until their inevitable 2030 reunion tours. Weezer, The Flaming Lips, Blink-182. I can add Sugar Ray to that list for <laughs> sure. I don't think they uh, are going to make any more albums, though. They probably will. And make way for some actual new music by actual decent rock bands. Or like, I don't know, what what is rock going to look like? I know you have some of this in your resolution, so I'll leave that to you. But we need rock needs a reckoning. In the, new, uh, in the new decade. And then I'm assuming, number eight, out that we'll see a lot more kind of multimedia immersive albums that blend like, you know, VR and audio and, and you know, cool ways, which I think would be really interesting.
0: Yeah, that, I feel like that could go either way. Yeah, you know? it could
2: be a huge flop. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's
0: like when bands were doing CD-ROMs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I've got some uh, musical resolutions of my own. Uh, number one, I hope that hip-hop can sort of move forward um, mainstream hip hop can move forward a bit SoundCloud rap was a big trend uh, and there were a lot of artists coming out of that scene but production wise it did kind of feel like it was stuck in this kind of trap rut the the mainstream parts of the genre have kind of been stuck in for the last 8 plus years um, I really want to see production you know I want to see some some new here. Here's some new sounds. Yeah, you know, I want to see I, some I, new sounds too. I have been hearing those rattling hi hats and the crisp snares for a long time, and it's great. I've you know, for as long as uh, it's been the trend, I've 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 said, you know, I've I've been an open advocate for it, and I've always kind of railed against people um, hating on mumble rap and people, uh, you know, hating on Playboy Cardi or whatever. But at this point, like, I want some new sounds it's time number two uh and this is uh back to your point heather i think um and you know this is maybe boring this is maybe a bit of a dad take definitely a 32 year old white man take but where's the straightforward indie rock if you look at pitchfork's best rock albums of 2019 it's just shocking how few of them are actually rock i don't think that rock is dead i think you can continue to squeeze milk out of that fucking cow and tasty milk uh from fresh. Uh, I, I really, I don't think that um, car seat headrest should be the only band holding it down with the straightforward indie rock. You know, right. keep making rock music, keep it alive. It's not dead. It can keep going. It's vibrant. There's a lot that can come from that music. Number three, uh, this is dear to my heart. I want you know we've had the emo revival, we've had the screamo revival, we've had the noise rock revival. I want sass revival. More bands like the Blood Brothers, but with a caveat. This time, I want to hear sass music from actual queer musicians and not from straight skinny dudes kissing each other to be provocative. All right? <laughs> hear, here. <laughs> so get that going. That music was great. It still holds up. Crimes, Burn Piano Island Burn, excellent albums. I would like Bad Brains to go on tour with Denzel Curry. Was it
2: me who came up with that idea? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
0: (laughs) Because Denzel Curry, you've probably, if you haven't heard his cover of Bulls on Parade, go check it out now. It's fucking flames. In addition to that, go on Spotify. For the Spotify sessions, he recorded a cover of Bad Brains' Eye Against Eye, which is fucking transcendent. Yeah. Heather and I, a few years back at Riot Fest, saw Bad Brains live in concert and H.R., God bless him. He is not dead. a well, he is not a well man. He is not a well He's man. A dead man. He cannot hang anymore. Let him rest.
2: He doesn't want to. I can't, I can't imagine he wants to.
0: Let Denzel Curry take up the torch. The rest of the band seems to be healthy and I think he would crush it. That guy has crossover appeal between punk and hip hop. Talk about punk hip hop crossover. Yeah. Fuck 90, 93 punks. I want to see Bad Brains with Denzel Curry. Yeah. Uh somewhat similar here. All these SoundCloud rappers, if you read interviews with them, a common thread that I've noticed, maybe not everyone's noticed, but I've seen that for whatever reason, New Metal seems to resonate with a lot of these young artists. Oh for whatever reason in in, in in communities of color, that the angst and uh, passion of new metal seems to resonate. So let's get some black new metal bands going. Let's get a black new metal revival. You know? That's sick. So from, from, from I from,
2: think Afropunk has like been kinda cultivating that.
0: But. From Let's hear some new metal from some folks where that angst is not so misplaced.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, f- feminist new metal could it happen. Sure, yeah. Why, why, not? Not? why not?
0: Why not? Why not? Bring it on! I want to hear it. I, I, queer new metal. Let's. I, <laughs> I think that
2: take back the genre. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that genre is overdue for like, uh, you know, for appreciation because it's been a joke for a long time, and uh, there's good things about it. White Pony, good album. Fugazi reunion. Make it happen, guys. <laughs> Just for Mike. You're out no, here in interviews. You're out here in interviews saying that you've been getting together and practicing and writing new music, but you're still not gonna play concerts, you're not gonna release new albums. Fucking do it. What? Come on. What why? Fucking do it. You're like my favorite band of all time. You're like a million people's favorite band of all time. Just fucking do it. <laughs> Just fucking do it. Your kids are probably like in college now. You don't need to raise them anymore. Go fucking <laughs> Raise
2: me, goddammit! <laughs> raise <it>. me!
0: <laughs> That's true. And then finally, a personal resolution. As some of you might know, I broke up my band. Blame Shifters is no more. It was a music I was making at a time in my life where I was pretty bummed out, <clears throat> pretty, uh, you know, upset with the way things were. Things are going a little bit better now. The songs didn't resonate with me anymore. I found it hard to write because I can only really write from a place of uh shame and sadness and you know
2: and you don't have narcissistic personality disorder <laughs> I don't
0: but I really do need to pick up the guitar and start writing again maybe make some home recordings and I would like to record the last few blame shifter songs that we had written but never put to tape and maybe just do a digital release um so look out for that in the new year
2: oh that's such a great resolution mike yeah yeah, maybe I'll make some music this year too. That'd be fun. Yeah. And then we have even more ammunition against, you know, the people who <laughs> argue that uh since we've never released an album before, then we don't have uh, we don't have a right to an
0: opinion, man. Do your homework <laughs> haters. We make music.
2: Yeah, a few thousand people listen to us <laughs> 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 at some point.
0: Not my band, but <laughs> <laughs> A <laughs> hundred, maybe, maybe a hundred.
2: Oh, we did great. We did great, um, and you did great, Stavies. Thanks again so much for supporting us in 2019. It was our biggest year yet. Um, we are we are so incredibly grateful to continue to um, shout angrily into a microphone most weeks out of the month and we are excited for another year of bad music because i mean god damn it it's not you're going excited, anywhere
0: you're excited for well, that you know what i'm excited i'm glad that people are listening to the show you know our listenership is exploding and it it, it, it does feel great um that people are enjoying the content and uh, it, it sucks to listen to the bad music, but I mean, I'm, I'm glad people are getting something out of it. That's what we do it for. We
2: do. We do it for attention because so so doesn't any fucking podcaster.
0: <laughs> we do it for the people. We listen to them so you don't have to.
2: Yeah, it's true. So yes, thank you once again, Stoppies. Uh, we'll have even more fun, fabulous content in the new year. We're very not excited about it. <laughs> What's our next episode after this one, Mike Dunn?
0: John Cena. Oh. With our friend Tony Fernandez.
1: Oh,
2: yes. John Cena. Oh, bless his heart.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bless this was, mess. <laughs> that one was great.
2: Yes. All right. So uh, we'll see you next time, Stoppies, in the new year. Bye. Bye. The Make It Stop podcast is recorded at the Boston Free Radio podcast studio located at Somerville Media Center in Union Square, in Somerville. It is produced and edited by Heather McCormick and the music that we use for our show has been produced by Patrick Ahern. Thanks for listening.
3: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.